Hello everyone and welcome back. Roger Pipe from RogerViews.com here. Welcome to episode 4 of our 2022 AVN Awards podcast series. If you missed the first three, go back and check them out anywhere you listen to podcasts or on the site. You can get caught up and see what we're doing. Basically, we are going over all of the adult categories for 2022 AVN Awards, the Oscars of Porn, to discuss the best and the brightest in the adult industry for the year. If you're following along, avnawards.com forward slash 2022 underscore nominees, or just click that nominees button there at the top. We're going to go through these fairly quickly. I uh, do have a question, uh, a couple questions maybe at the end. Just a reminder, we do love feedback. Roger, rogerviews.com, email your questions. Roger T. Pipe over on Twitter. Or again, if you're on my site, there is a feedback button at the bottom. So uh, let me know what you think. If you like what you're hearing, don't like what you're hearing, I want to weigh in on any of the categories, stars, projects, anything at all, uh, fire it over and uh, we'll talk about it. Be happy to do that. Uh, also, of course, podcast sponsorships are available. If we have sponsors, we'll talk about your website, your company, your favorite star, whatever you'd like. Just uh, hit me up. So without further ado, uh, about a quarter of the way down, Best Leading Actor. Some of the usual suspects here, Mick Blue, Dante Colley, Xander Corvus, Duke Daybreak, Seth Gamble, Small Hands, Quentin James, Scott Nails, Derek Pierce, and Tommy Pistol. Tommy, of course, is the best actor in our business right now, has been for the last Five to seven years. Really, really good. He had another nice performance in Under the Veil. This is where, and we've talked about this in the first two episodes, there's kind of a lack of feature porn these days. So there's less to choose from. There's some good stuff here. Quentin James was very good in Toxic. I like Scott Nails in Kill Code 87. Uh, Tommy, of course, is very good. Seth Gamble in Gods and Sinners is a really good performance. Uh, might be my favorite of the year. Uh, Mick Blue's good in Tell Her. Mick's always good. He's a great performer and a good actor. I think this might be Seth's, Seth, Seth's year. Gods and Sinners was a really good project. Uh, best Leading Actress. Aiden Ashley, Casey Calvert, Gianna Dior, Aaliyah Donovan, Anna Fox, Kenna James, Mariska, Maitland Ward, Jane Wilde, and Emily Willis. Now, those last two names, Jane Wilde and Emily Willis, are two of the top performers in the business. Really, so is Maitland. Um, so you're going to hear their names on a lot of other categories as well. But rounding out uh, an all-around great year with an acting award is always a good thing. Uh, Maitland's going to be tough to beat. She's an excellent actress. Obviously, she comes from mainstream. Um, Muse Season 2 is fantastic. Really, really difficult to see anybody beating her. I really liked Psychosexual a lot. I've mentioned it in the first two podcast. I really liked it. Gianna Dior was excellent. Casey Calvert, uh, Primary Season 2, was really, really good as well. Uh, the two that I mentioned at the end, uh, Jane Wilde and Succubus, and Emily Willis and in Influence Emily Willis, very good. I don't think they're going to be able to take down Maitland, Gianna, or Casey. But both were very good. Emily was very funny in Influence, which was uh, sort of a light feature showcase comedy. I uh, got to show off her her, her comedic timing. Uh, I, I, was, I really liked it. Wouldn't shock me if she won, but honestly, if I were betting, I'd put a whole lot of my chips on Maitland uh, winning. Best lesbian group scene. So, <laughs> got too many to name here. Um, we've gotten to the point where we have these kind of specialty scenes. We've got best girl-girl scene. Now we've got the, the all-girl all group scenes. As far as which one I enjoyed the most, I really liked the series from Reality Kings, uh, We Live Together. Uh, so there was 
season one, episode four, we live together. Uh, Gina Valentina, Emily Willis, Gia Durza, and Autumn Falls. That is a really amazing group of women. Really tough to sort of vote against that particular group. Um, Vixen, uh, Kenzie Ann, Emily Willis, and Alina Lopez from Breaking Through was very good. I also really liked... There's a lot of good stuff here. And a lot, again, this is another one of those categories where it depends how much you like watching the particular women. Uh, two for one special in All Girl Massage, Olive Glass, Evelyn Clare, and Veronica Valentine. I really like that scene. Um, uh, Breaking Up is Hard, Girls Way Productions, Gabby Carter, Eliza Ibarra, who I absolutely love, and Lulu Chu. Uh, there's three women that are just phenomenal. Another really great scene. So, and I don't know, group scene. I guess it's more than two, because you've got threesomes in there. So, uh, Best Lesbian Movie or Limited Series. Obviously, you're going to see some Girlfriend Films uh, titles here. Lesbian Ghost Stories 5 uh, from Girlfriends. They do things in the girl-girl genre still better than anybody. Uh, Lesbian Workout 5, Elegant Angel. That's That's been a really good series as well. That was a good title. Those are the two that I like the most in that category, to be honest. There's some good stuff, though. Um, uh, best Lesbian Series or Channel, Cheer Squad Sleepovers from Girlfriends. It's a good series that keeps getting better. Uh, they've added a, a nice bit of variety and some good sort of feature feel to it. I really like that a lot. Um, you've also got Web, Web Young from Girls' Way. When Girls Play from Twisties is good. Women Seeking Women from Girlfriends is probably going to win, I think. Um, I prefer Cheer Squad Sleepovers, but you know, Girlfriends still does it really, really well. Best Makeup, Black Widow Triple X, Bloom and Rising, uh, Casey, A True Story from Adult Time. That keeps popping up. Uh, Muse Season 2, uh, Zombie Strike from Horror Porn. And so we've talked about this in the past, uh, and most people don't disagree with me, but there's two different kinds of makeup for porn, right? There's there's what makes it look natural, normal, and sort of everyday mainstream Hollywood, or something like Zombie Strike. Or even Black Widow, where, where there's a lot of costumes and makeup that makes it look like a superhero movie. Uh, Muse just made everybody look gorgeous. And to me, that's very impressive as well. I have a feeling you're going to see that movie win a lot of awards, and this might be one of them. It's just one of those where you see it again and, and you recognize it. Best Male Newcomer. This is something I do every year. I say I, I really apologize to all of you who are nominated, but this is kind of a who cares from the fan standpoint. Not because you guys aren't great, but because by the time we know your name, you're not a newcomer anymore in this business. It's changing a little bit, uh, but it still largely is until you've got 100 movies under your belt, nobody even knows your name. So I guess that's why the, the award exists. I do know some of these guys, actually. Uh, Jack Ripper, Anton Harden, Tony Francisco, Tyler Cruz, James Angel. There's some, some good guys here. To me, it would be fun. Maybe I'll do this another time. Go back and look at this list and see how many of the top stars were on this list early. Was Mick Blue on this list? Was Manuel Ferrara? Ramon Nomar? How long ago and how many movies did they have? Because certainly in that case, you could say that uh, their Best Male Newcomer Award led to great things. Uh, best MILF Mixed Age Fantasy Series or Channel. Again, we're sort of hyper-defining hyper things. Uh, obviously... Uh, MILF has become huge. And again, you've got companies that do this, like MILF. M-Y-L-F has free use MILF. 
but then you've also got um, Jules Jordan, right? Manuel is a milfomaniac. So you've got Manuel Ferrar, one of the top performers in the business, shooting for Jules Jordan, great-looking stuff, and they just happen to be MILF performers. Um, you've got an, an all-girl movie, The Lesbian Experience, Women Loving Girls from Digital Sin. Totally different vibe. Has the mixed-age fantasy in there. Uh, you've got some faux-cest, obviously. Mom's like teens, mommy's boy, mommy's girl, mom swap, mothers and stepsons, perv mom from Teen Skeet. So it kind of depends if you're into that or not. The Manuel series is great. It looks like his other stuff. Very, very solid. Uh, Perv Mom was, was good. Free Use MILF kind of plays into the whole free use fantasy, which I, I think is interesting and kind of weird. But uh, that that covers that one. Best MILF movie or limited series, so single title here. Um, again, you've got Evil Angel, In a Loving MILFs, and Expert Affairs. Ooh, that's tough. Both of those are really, really good. Then you've got MILFed. From Mile High, I got MILF. MILF Performers of the Year 2021, Elegant Angel. That's a great series. Um, they're, I don't know what we'd call them. They're kind of star showcases, but not for one star. They're category showcases, I guess, is what we'd call the Elegant Angel stuff. Performers of the Year, New Starlets, MILF Performers. They're they're really good stuff, and this is another good one. Um, Rocco's Insatiable MILFs is really good. But again, you've, you've got Rocco. That helps a whole lot. Uh, Prime MILF 8 from Hard X is really good. Expert Affairs was fantastic from Evil Angel. That that I'm, I'm, I think I'm leaning toward uh, the Elegant Angel title, MILF Performers of the Year 2021, but Expert Affairs is also excellent. Uh, best Mixed Age Fantasy Movie or Limited Series. Foster Tapes from Team Skeet. I generally don't engage in what I fear sounds like kink-shaming, but that's a series that just bugs me. It it really does. It always has. No lie. That There's just something super creepy about that one. Her First MILF 29. Kittens and Cougars 16 from Zero Tolerance has been a great lesbian series for a long, long time. Sweethearts uh, Lesbian Adventures. Girlfriends Films uh, Lesbian Stepdaughters 2. Uh, Let's Bang the Babysitter 7 from Zero Tolerance. Moms in Control 18 from Brazzers. Moms Teach Sex 26, Nubiles. Mother-Daughter Exchange Club 62 from Girlfriends. And Student-Teacher Relations from Sweetheart. Um, Moms in Control is a good series from Brazzers. Uh, I like eight, Volume 18 was good. Kittens and Cougars also are up there. I've got some international categories now. Uh, best International Starlet. Lily Bella, Sonia Blaze, Emil Crystal, Serena Gomez, Romy Indy, Eden Ivy, Stephanie Kyler, Lottie Magn- Magna, Venera Maxim, Freya Mayer, Claire Mia, Sia Serbia, Ariana Van X, Agatha Vega, and Taylor Wood. I really like Sia Serbia a lot. Or, I'm sorry, Sia Siberia a lot. Um, Freya Mayer also like her quite a bit. Romy Indy. Uh, is really, really pretty. She was in uh, One Night in Barcelona and just excellent. Absolutely loved her. So there's some some good uh, international performers. Uh, Best new production banner. That's always fun. Uh, Get new companies uh, making movies. Afterglow, All Black X, A POV Story, BJ Robb, Blush Erotica, The Flourish, Triple X, Foreplay Films, Mac Movies, Milfed, Pansexual, X, Porn Force, Cinematica, Slade, Swallow Bay, T-Girl Tops. 
you got to look at Slade, which is the latest banner from the people who brought us Tushy and Blacked, and Tushy Raw and Blacked Raw and Deeper and Vixen. Slade, super high gloss, great looking lesbian scenes, star power, great PR. Yeah, just I, I would be really, really shocked and stunned if that one doesn't win that category. All right, so that's it for the categories. We are going to go ahead and go to some feedback. I've been saying all along that feedback is kind of what I'm going for. And we've got some good questions, uh, like the last one. So I'm going to go right ahead. This is a, from a Twitter direct message. When's the last time I went to an avian uh, show? And that's a good question. It, it's been a while since I've been to the actual award show. Uh, when I used to go to the AEE, oftentimes I would actually leave right about the time the show started just so I could get home. I was able to beat the crowds, get home, uh, get a little rest uh, going. And then I haven't been even to AE for a while. It's been a couple years now. COVID has obviously kept it uh, virtual. Before that, uh, some family issues. I was home with my mom, uh, went, I think, in 2019. And then before that, I uh, was with my grandfather, uh, getting him rehabbed from a stroke. So I've missed a lot of them. But I have been. I always had a good time when I went to the shows uh, it's fun. It's a it's a big extravaganza. Um, I, obviously, I go to XRCO shows. It's a little smaller, more intimate. But the Avian shows are fun. One of the years I, I went uh, was the year Caitlin Ashley won Performer of the Year, so that was cool. I got to see that happen. That made me uh, pretty happy. So it is a fun show when they start doing them again. I think I'd like to see Avian maybe move the show to L.A. A little less expense. You might get better turnout from some of the companies. But uh, I, I do, I recommend uh, the Avian AEE for anybody who can get out to shows. It's, it's fun. Performers definitely are, are really good these days at, at cultivating their fans. And it's nice to see. So if, if you get a chance, go. I haven't been in a while, but it's, it's mostly just, you know, family issues and COVID and all that good stuff. So thank you for that feedback. Uh, got one on the site. I mentioned early um, about how it's it's been more difficult this year without the screener DVDs. Um, why does it make a difference? Which is a good question. The answer is, for me, I still prefer that as a format. A lot of the sites do allow you to download or, or stream movies. Streaming is tough for me. Just we've, There's so much going on in this house, so much bandwidth being used up. It, it's more difficult, but I'll, I'll do it. Um, some of the sites release their movies uh, in scene format only. It's not the end of the world, but sometimes it means downloading four different scenes or five different scenes. It's just a little more difficult. I, I like having physical DVDs. I still have that in my mainstream collection. I still have a lot of them. So that's my preference. Uh, obviously, when you're opening a box and you kind of get excited to see something, I think it's a little easier for me to gravitate uh, with the downloads or the streaming to the stuff that I like. Uh, that, that's just kind of, for me, it's easier. I'm sure for a lot of people it's not. And I'm sure the companies save a lot of money by not doing it. And with COVID, they kind of stopped. Hopefully they'll start again because, as I said, I took a look back on my site this year and there's a lot of reviews from two or three companies you're going to find that's because those are the companies that were sending screeners and their movies were right in my face. It's it's a lot more difficult to sort of peruse all the websites. It's something that I, I think I could get used to. I certainly have enjoyed reviewing scenes over the last couple of years. It's just a little quicker, get some stuff out there. But I do, I do still really enjoy 
uh, the DVD format. It makes it easier for me. I've got a nice little setup here around awards time where you've got, you know, two computers and two laptops and screens going all over the place so I can just jump back and forth and watch stuff. It's a little different this year. And, and like I said, COVID's really changed a lot of that stuff. So hopefully uh, the screeners come back, make it easier for the critics. Uh, so that was a through the site uh, email question. Do I think this year was a letdown? Um, I don't think so. What we're looking at here on the list for AVN is the best. So I don't think this list is a letdown. There's a lot of really great projects on this list. Going beyond was the overall pool to choose from weaker. I think you can say that. I think the last two years. But again, I think COVID has, has really changed a lot. It's made it more difficult. It's made it less profitable. So I, I think the, a lot of factors have led into this. But I think you look at Muse or Psychosexual or Angela Loves Threesomes or One Night in Barcelona. Some of the, the, the primary um, influence, Emily Willis. You look at some of the, the big titles and yeah, they're still great. So I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's a letdown. I think when we get to the individual awards, there's some really good ones. I just think the industry's changed a little bit and where there used to be a hundred features worth watching and 20 really good ones and 10 excellent ones, you know, you may not have a hundred really good ones anymore, but that doesn't mean that the stuff at the very top isn't just as good. So not really a letdown for me. But at the same time, I, I, I see your point. I think maybe our starting point is a little different. And the last one is a, a Twitter DM. Uh, I, I keep mentioning the Angela White drinking game. Every time I heap praise on Angela White, take a shot. Uh, hey, Raj, why don't you play your own version of the Angela White drinking game and take a shot every time you give her praise? Um, you know, thank you for the suggestion, but I would probably die of alcohol poisoning within an episode and a half. But I might. Um, drunk podcasting is something I've always thought about doing. It could get me in a lot of trouble, but it could be a lot of fun. It could also just be a train wreck, but that might be fun too. So I might just do that maybe as a follow-up. Uh, that might be kind of fun. So thank you guys for the feedback. I appreciate it. Some good questions there. What do you guys think? Have you ever been to a show? If so, what do you like or dislike about it? Have you been to one recently? Uh, other questions. Is this a letdown? What do you guys think? Is this list? Do you think, you know, what do you think of the overall quality of material and what sort of things should we be looking to award in the future as the industry keeps changing? Uh, also, are you playing your own version of the drinking game? And the last question, what do you think? Have you stopped collecting or watching movies on DVD? Are you just download or streaming now? Uh, what are the pros and cons to that for you? That was it. Great feedback. Uh, again, email Raj at RogerViews.com, uh, Roger T. Pipe over on Twitter. Whatever uh, feedback you'd like to send over, I appreciate it. Questions, comments, criticisms, any of it, go ahead and uh, let me know. Thank you for listening. I am Roger Pipe from RogerViews.com, and this was Episode 4 of 2022 AVN Awards Podcast. Stay tuned for Episode 5.